0: Welcome to the Live from podcast. I'm your host, Michael Nunez. Now, many of us have heard the joke. What do you call a person who speaks more than one language? Multilingual. And what do you call the person who speaks one language? American. It's true that other countries learn multiple languages. Perhaps it's because they are so close to other countries that have a. D- Perhaps. Perhaps it is because of their proximity to other countries that have different languages and cultures, so they are forced to learn so they can communicate with their neighbors. Americans, of course, have such a large country where different accents may make it seem like they're speaking a different language, however, everyone speaks English. Now, with that said, today I have a special guest. His name is Pierre. Pierre's French, and I met him while traveling in New Zealand. He moved to New Zealand knowing very little English. When I met him, he hardly spoke at all. As I mentioned in the conversation, he even spoke through someone else so that way he could communicate his thoughts and feelings. As time went on, Pierre went from speaking no English to being able to communicate fluently, or near fluently, enough to manage the hostel that he and I were both living and eventually working in. That type of progression was quite amazing to me. And for a person like myself who is trying to learn a new language, I decided to interview him and ask him about what his journey to learn a new language is like and what it's like to live in a country that doesn't speak your language. And of course, to move there without knowing the language fluently before moving. So of course, without further ado... you many times about how good your English has become over the months. When you first arrived here at Kiwi Base Camp, you hardly spoke English. Yeah, I remember you yep. spoke a lot to Simon, which was, I mean, Simon's great, good mm-hmm. friend to talk oh, with, yep. <laughs> but at the same time, you moved to a country that didn't speak your native tongue, and not only did you do that. You have progressed from not speaking any English to managing. Um, you manage with me mm-hmm. Kiwi Base Camp, and you speak English here yep, full-time, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I credit you so much because I feel, personally, like I may have been a little uh, too easy on myself because when I moved out of the country, I moved to a place that spoke English. Yeah. So, at the end of the day, I could still, like, rely on that skill of my own. But you, you did not do that. Did yep. you, where did you first start learning English?
1: I uh, started learning English uh, at school. But, the problem with um, learning English in France, it's the teacher in France are not English people or the native language of teacher are not English, so they're French, and I think we. This is not a good way to learn English with uh, someone who is not the Latin language. And before I came here, I thought um, I was believing I got a good level of English. That's when I arrived here in New Zealand, I realized, no, Pierre, you don't know to speak English. So, yeah, I realized here, um, yep.
0: <laughs> I will say... I don't think of the language when you have to communicate and when you're moving to a place that doesn't speak your own language. I don't think you need to learn it perfectly. No. I mean, obviously, the better you get, the better you can communicate. But I mean, the fact that you have continued to work on it shows that you're making an effort and the fact that you spend basically every day now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you move in a country, I think you have to adapt yourself for the country and the first thing is to learn the language mm-hmm. of the country i think it's a basic and yeah i'm working on it every day because i need to speak english for my work I need yeah for everything to understand things for just communicate and yeah I, and before i came here if yeah, I said to me, you're going to manage and um, be more fluent in English. I cannot trust that things because, yeah. yeah I, I just came in New Zealand without any expecting things, yeah. So, yeah, that, I think, yeah, that's pretty cool. But I keep working on it because I have a lot of work to do. For my language,
0: what is the hardest part about speaking English as a second language?
1: Um, I think that you see, I don't find the word the word there. I need vocabulary, vocabulary, because yeah, sometimes I just um, searching my words, and I think this is the most problematic things. It's, yeah, I need more vocabulary. Hmm. And yeah, how to um, conjugate. Yeah, er, words and verbs. Yeah, that's for me the other uh, things. Okay. Yep.
0: Do you find problems understanding when someone's voice fluctuates to add emphasis in a sentence?
1: Not really, but um, it's more with the accents, mm. like with the Kiwi accent, mm-hmm. it's pretty hard to understand. I would agree that this is coming from a native
0: English speaker. When I moved to Auckland, I moved in with, um, with three Kiwis and an American mm-hmm. and f- the three Kiwis, even though they, oh, they didn't have very strong accents, it was still a bit difficult. Not only with their their words and their slang that they would say, but like the way they were saying it, that accent it was hard for me to mm,
1: yeah understand completely yeah, yeah, but yeah the first time I worked in New Zealand that was in a uh, nursery no three, and yeah the manager uh, got a really strong accent, mm-hmm. and he didn't make really um efforts for me to like, understand him. Mm-hmm. And that was pretty uh, difficult. Oh, um, like, luckily, I was with a friend who was speaking English better than me, so he can translate. But yeah, the first time I worked in New Zealand, it was pretty hard to understand, mm-hmm. yeah, the rules, the things to do during the day. Yep. S- so most of the time, the native English
0: speakers here are Americans. Canadians, British citizens, mm-hmm. and Kiwis. We get some Aussies every now and then. Mm-hmm. Uh, which one do you find easiest to understand?
1: I think the Americans. Mm. Like, because I'm more, my, I think my hearers are more used to hear American accents because of Netflix or YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And English people, like British from uh, London, mm-hmm. or it's better for um, to comp- to understand them than uh, a Scottish with a different accent and right. different slang. Mm-hmm. So yeah, American and British people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And is there any
0: slang or idioms that you have, in, or that we have in English, that translate kind of funny
1: in French? Um, no, it's, I think it's the, how do you pronounce, uh, how do you say it? The opposite? Yeah, the opposite. Mm-hmm. Like in French, we have some slang who, in English, sounds weird. Like uh, when you don't come to an appointment, in French, we say poser un lapin, it's literally uh, drop a rabbit.
0: <laughs> drop a rabbit. Yeah. <laughs> and then
1: just not coming to the rendezvous. And then, yeah, you drop a rabbit mm. or a thing like that. Okay. Yep. Or, um, um, yeah, when you are a bit tipsy or drunk in French, you can say... Um, you can say, um, yeah, bourré comme mm-hmm. un coin, or, uh, I'm not going to find the translate of this phrase, but, um, rond comme une queue de pelle, it's like, a round has a shower.
0: A round has a shower?
1: Yeah, round, be round, shower. <laughs> yeah. be round as a shower. Yeah.
0: Be round as a shower. Yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, don't ask me why. (laughs) Yeah, or yeah, round as a balloon or a thing like that. Oh wow! To say I'm drunk.
0: Oh that's funny. That's really funny there.
1: Yeah, 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 and yeah, kind of thing, thing like that. But I don't find in in the Kiwi slang or in in the English uh, slang slang in generally some kind of thing like that. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I didn't pay just attention to, to this. To it? Yeah. Or
0: maybe, uh, maybe you haven't found one yet that really doesn't translate correctly. Yeah. Uh, maybe you haven't heard a phrase oh, at yeah, yeah, that point. Yeah, oh yeah
1: yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But Yeah. Do you speak any other languages? A bit of German. Oh, really? Because I live near Germany, so yeah, I'm used to hearing uh, people talking German, and my father, my grandfather, and a bit all of my family speak fluent German. Wow. Yeah, because we used to go in holidays for in Germany, and yeah, and I, most of my weekend, I'm going in Germany to see some friends, and, or just having beers in brew garden, and things like that. Wow. So, yeah, um, but no, I learned uh, Spanish, at school, but I don't remember any words because it's been too long. I didn't practice. Mm-hmm. So, well yeah. What
0: has been probably the hardest part about learning English?
1: Um, I, I think it's. Um, I think I get a good good comprehension mm-hmm. of when someone's speaking, but. Putting words on my feeling, or on mm. or on my um, yeah emotion, and find the right way to say something, um, and find the exact words for yeah translate um, on the yeah on the exact way. I think for me it's the difficult part of learning English. Right. Yeah. And, our uh, when we learn English in French in France we are not our here it's not used to um, uh, hear others accents or because the only a uh, voice we hear it's from the teacher or from some DVDs or a thing like that mm-hmm. so yeah again when I came here um, when I just go out of the plane, and I came to the, um, with the passport, how do you call it? The, like, the immigration. Yeah, season? the immigration, and the girl was talking to me, and I was, I don't understand what you say, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah, and plus, like that, I'm, I'm diff from in here, and, yeah, I was pretty lost, uh, on the first week, uh, even for, yeah, going to, uh, the grocery shop to, and yeah, when you have to pay and someone talks to you, I was pretty afraid to not, uh, understand the, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the, 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 people and yep. But yeah, it's, yeah, the biggest problem I think for learning English, uh, in France and not learning like me in a different front country where he's the native language. Mm
0: -hmm. So do you want to visit more or no not visit? Do you want to live in country more countries that speak English specifically to work on that now?
1: Yes, because I'm more confident. Mm -hmm. And I'm yeah, I'm I think it's going to be more easy to Mm -hmm. um, to live in a country like that because of course of the language and yeah. Yeah, I'm planning to go to Australia next year and maybe visit uh, visiting Canada or the States. So yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I think I'm gonna continue to travel in oh. a country like that. Yeah. Wow. Do you think you'll ever forget French? If I gonna forget French, no. But sometimes when I don't speak French for a moment and I call my parents, I'm kind of on little words. I'm kind searching my word, my words, even in French, Mm -hmm. like, yeah, on like basic things, like uh, for um, um, a fence, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: like we were talking about fence, I don't know why, but I didn't find the words in in French and for maybe yeah 10 or yeah, 30 seconds, just searching for these words. Yeah. And I would, and I realized then, yeah, maybe, yeah, I'm going to forget some words.
0: You mentioned that sometimes you have trouble conveying feelings. Mm -hmm. Which feelings, which feelings do you think are hardest to communicate? Is it love? Is it hate? Is it anger? Is it sadness? Is it excitement? What feelings are hardest?
1: Um... I had I had a few dates, uh, since I arrived here, and yeah, I think the oddest uh, feeling to describe it's not love, but uh, um, demonstrating uh, to the people who you date, um, like yeah, to say just um, you like this person, and the. Yeah, the first date I got here, um, that was a mess (laughs) because I just didn't know how to do it in English. And um, yeah, I think with, yeah, I didn't know at this moment how to say to this person, yeah, I like the person who you are. Um, I want to have more with you. And um, yeah, I think this kind of, um, feelings and things like that, it's, yeah, for me, it's, it's pretty hard to, to, uh, communicate. Yeah. Thank you. to communicate?
0: Hmm. That's so interesting to me because I'm doing my best to learn Spanish right now. And one of my guy friends recently told me that he loves me in, in Spanish. And for me, I didn't think of it, uh, Until I heard the words and I thought of it like I've only heard that phrase that he said in a romantic way, Mm -hmm. and knowing other people who speak other languages and knowing that things are translated differently, I started to think, what is the proper response? Because he and I are both not native Spanish speakers, so Mm -hmm. it's like, that phrase, is it only romantic in Spanish? Can you say it to a friend? like? I was very curious. And so now okay. hearing you go out on a date yeah. with someone in a whole nother language for, for you, that it must be tough. And then you said here. So again, with that Kiwi accent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the,
1: uh, she was Kiwi. Yeah.
0: Okay. Oh, yeah. I, okay. So it was, she was Kiwi.
1: Yep. And But you have to find some different words or find some techniques to to... Yeah, to to find the solution to, I don't want to say get the girl, but um, yeah, to... Um, I, I mean, I would say to communicate. Yes, yeah, 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 to communicate and yeah, yeah, just communicate in the right way.
0: Mm-hmm. How do you communicate humor? Because I know humor is different from country to country. What people, what people, groups think is funny and then coming to a new country and learning the humor here. What is funny to people as well as learning that in the new language, because humor can be on the intonation mm-hmm. like, yep. and even punctuation. If you're reading it, how do you convey humor?
1: It's a pretty difficult. I keep working on this because in France we used to say, um, something to another person like in the more, uh, directly way. Like if we have to say something to someone, we say it. Mm -hmm. And then I uh, met people from yeah many, many um, nationalities. And for example, the the American, I think um, if they have something to say to another one um, or trying to find some way to not shocking the person, or, um, yeah, to not hurting the person. So, yeah, it's kind of not difficult, but you have to adapt your um, intonation and language, even at work. When I say something to someone, for me, it says normal or just, yeah, okay. And for the person in front of me, it sounds like maybe like, uh, an order or in the bad way, so I have to adapt uh, my yeah intonation, but yeah, I keep working on this every day because of my work here, because of the people who work with me and I work with her. So yeah, it's I think that this is yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
0: I've had one person tell me. That they knew I was American, not just by my accent, but because I said please and thank you quite commonly. Mm -hmm. And they said that that's such a American thing to do. Okay. Because we do have, as you described, like this bit of politeness. And not that we are polite, but it's like you have to say it. Okay, yeah. In the sense of... You don't want to hurt someone's feelings. Mm -hmm. So you have to be like, oh, it's just nicer to say please. So like uh, we have a sign here that says, do not leave your dishes um, above. Yeah, 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 Put them away and dry them. And that's what the sign says. Whereas if it was in the States, it would say, please do not leave your dishes. Please dry them and put them away. And I just, I haven't thought about that, about how kind of a it feels like, like a little bit of fake nice that we try to be. So mm-hmm. it just softens the blow or softens the command, whatever it is. Like in this case, yeah, it's like, I'm not being rude. If I say, wash your dishes, if I say, please wash your dishes. And then even the way I say that, because mm-hmm. it just sounds like, oh, my voice just went up, please. Yeah, please. Can you do it?
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I think, yeah, this is little things you have to pay attention to. Yeah, it just sounds more, not friendly, but yeah, these things you have to adapt mm-hmm. your attitude and yeah, your intonation, your language. Um, but that's cool. That's right. cool. That's part our, of the experience of the adventure is challenging, yeah. so yeah, that's cool.
0: If there was one thing you could change about English, what would you change?
1: <laughs> um, I not about No, I I don't no. I didn't change anything. So, oh, maybe um different sounds like like when you put your uh, tongue between your teeth. It's so hard for me. <laughs> and I don't want to sounds like the French who speaking English like that, you know, with the French accent because I don't like this. I try to yeah, to be more uh, I don't that, that's not. I don't want to know. Uh, that no people don't know. I'm French, but yeah, I'm trying to sounds the more correctly. Mm-hmm. So yeah, for me, sometimes it's a bit difficult.
0: I uh, so I used to teach English as a second language to yep. Chinese students, and that okay. was one of the things I would have them practice. Okay. So when they would say math things. Oh, right. Uh, moth Uh uh-huh. Anything with that T-H yeah, 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 yeah I would just have them Practice over and over again Because instead of math They say mass It's always an S
1: sound. Yeah but it's different And
0: it's different Yeah It's a whole different word Yeah And so I would just sit there And say alright <laughs> We're gonna say it Ten times Just the T-H and Bite your tongue uh, And they're like I would Because they're kids Okay I would be like Really bite my tongue And stick my tongue out Way out and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> And then, of course, I'd spray my computer because I'm (laughs) spitting as I'm doing this.
1: No, but yeah, it's the best way to to learn. Yeah, of course, I if. Yeah, if when I was young, um, someone asked me. uh, Do you want to teach English at school or with a private teacher who um, the native language is Mm -hmm. English? Now, with more reflection, I choose the private teacher with Mm. native language because, Mm. yeah, it's more better. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, But my teacher in uh, like uh, high school was good, but it was he was French. Mm. So he were or he was he was French or
0: he is French
1: he's fr- yeah he's still french he's still so. french <laughs> <laughs>
0: but yeah 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 yeah. hey thank you so much for being on my podcast i appreciate yeah, thank it thank you thank you
1: and you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> and yeah thank you for yeah and to like asking me some good questions that's that was cool all right all right talk to you later see ya
0: I find it so interesting that someone is willing to take themselves out of their place of comfort and go to a new place and live there, even when they don't know the language. To me, that is mind-boggling. As I mentioned earlier, that I am learning a new language. I am learning Spanish. And if you're like me and interested in learning a new language, here are some places for you to learn a language. Now, this first one is an easy one. There's plenty of memes and everyone pretty much knows it as the app it is, Duolingo. Not only is Duolingo useful, but it is fun. I honestly like the little competitive nature where each time you are randomly put against people and trying to gain experience points with each lesson and there is a reward for the top person each week. Now, Duolingo is free. However, there is a paid portion I highly recommend. I use it myself and I love it a lot. However, don't completely commit to it yet. I say at least put three months into the free version so that way you know that you like it and that you are using it. A Couple of others that I've heard is Babbel. You can learn 14 languages in Babbel. English, French, German, Portuguese, Swedish, Turkish, and of course others. Babbel teaches you to speak, read, and write in the language of your choice. While other language learning platforms focus strictly on speech, Babbel just kind of goes the extra mile. The beginner courses are the ones that are free, and of course you can upgrade to a paid course if you'd like. It is a subscription, so $7 a month. Now, if you're the type of person who says, hey, I don't know how I feel about learning online or learning on an app, well... As in-person meetings have changed over the past year, there are some places where the restrictions are loosening and people are able to meet together again. I highly recommend going to an international group and speaking with someone in a new language. This is something I regularly did. I was formerly an English teacher, so I spent my time going there and helping people speak English while I practiced some Spanish. These groups may not be meeting everywhere, however, some are even meeting online where you could still meet new people, talk in a different language, and of course, get the social interaction of it so you're having actual conversation and not just reading the same phrases over and over again. Thanks so much for listening. Feel free to rate us and subscribe. Share this with your friends as I continue to interview interesting people that I meet all around the world. Again, I am your host, Michael, and this is The Live From Podcast.